so happy to have you guys um so could you introduce yourself please to the audience oh yeah sure uh so i'm here 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 is carrie from map protocol and i'm the commute i'm i'm the community and content lead at the map protocol and and it's happy to be here to share and talk about all things about bitcoin and our latest development with you guys yeah, yeah, we're really excited to um, to have partnered up with you, and to have this con- these conversations that we're going to have today, uh, and to focus on Bitcoin a lot because, um, to me, this is one of the most exciting things is that Map Protocol actually is building on top of Bitcoin, so we have so much in common, um, you know, of what we're working on. So it's pretty cool to to line up with someone who has your um, like the same type of goals that you do. So really excited to have you here, Carrie. Yeah, exactly. We we just recently upgraded as a Bitcoin layer layer two, and we will have to talk a little bit more about that later. Yes, of course. So, um, uh, I'll introduce myself to you too. My name is Eric. I'm the community manager here at Babylon. I host these uh, these spaces, the scaling Bitcoin sessions, and I've really gotten to enjoy meeting you know top leaders top founders of each of the protocols so i'm really looking forward to just learning a little bit more about you personally and about that protocol nice nice eric nice to get to know you and also the project baby lines well thank you yeah um so let's learn a little bit about more you um could you tell us a little bit about your journey into crypto yeah sure so i think it was back in 2018 which is not not a very early stage, but I've been following a couple of people in the tech and investment industry like Naval and Nick Sable on Twitter, listen to their podcasts and read some of their blogs or tweets. And then I, when I really got into this industry, the whole crypto industry, it was back in 2022 when I first attended my crypto conference, Consensus, and at Austin. And then I got to know lots of interesting, interesting people and all the new ideas at that time. And then I also met Map Protocol there. So that's how I got into this industry. That's so cool. I'm actually from Texas and I've been to Consensus a couple of times. So maybe we passed by each other and didn't even know it. <laughs> that could definitely be possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So what was it um, that really got you interested in Matt Protocol? Um, at the time, I think it, it's uh, the topic of cross-chain was still pretty new to me. And especially I know at the time, I know 
crossing bridges. I know all those things. But then when I first knew Map Protocol, uh, it, it it says it was the only chain infrastructure, and that 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 kind of makes me wanted to know more about what's omission and what and why it's not calling itself cross-chain or not calling itself a bridge that's how i got inter interested in that protocol <laughs> yeah no uh definitely um here later on i'll ask you to kind of explain to the audience in case they don't know what like being omnichain means what being fully on-chain means so I can definitely see why that piqued your interest. And it, um, I, I, um, I think it's kind of a, um, humorous how uh, I feel like we have a similar story. Um, for me, I also got interested in Babylon by being part of a convention, a conference. I went mm -hmm. to Cosmoverse last year uh, in Colombia, and that's when I first heard our founder, David, talking about um, interacting with Ethereum letting Ethereum know that their work so far uh, changing to proof of stake. They had seen some errors and at first being ignored by Ethereum and then finally Ethereum acknowledging that they had brought up some valid concerns. And I was just like amazed by our founder. Um, I was, uh, he's from Stanford and so I was just like, man, this man is so smart. And it made me want to keep learning more about Babylon and made me want to be a part of you know what they were building. So um, it's it's so cool that um, just by following your passion, you, you find something that interests you and that really speaks to you, which I'm sure yeah. uh, you feel the same. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting that I know some some of the people I know that when when I asked how they got their job or how they got to the project, they the, the answer would often be through the conferences or the the yeah. online or offline meetups. That's so interesting. Yeah. It it is like it really it truly is like the best working that you can do. Like, <laughs> um, I can't tell you the the amount of countless like great friendships and connections and relationships and networking that that are made whenever you do these conventions and conferences. Like, they truly are, especially in this space. I think um, you know, wonderful because it, it really does help you build that portfolio of yours. And it just lets you, I just like to learn more about, you know, what's being built. Like that really excites me. And I get nerded out by the workshops and I just like being a part of that. And so to, on top of that, add, you know, networking and um, yeah, it, it's so cool. It's, uh, I love going to them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, I know you told me a little bit about, you know, um, kind of first learning into crypto. Do you remember? when you first heard about Bitcoin and like what that experience was like that for you? Oh, did I remember? I, yeah, that it's, I think it was when I was still in high school or something, but so I didn't really care for it. I just <laughs> think it's just another new name that comes up every year and then you will forget. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt at the time. Yeah. Um, for me, when I first heard about it, I don't remember exactly the year. I just remember like reading about it and then hearing it in the news. And it was always in a negative connotation where it was either, you know, the, the black market, the dark silk road, just like things that were being used illegally. I just saw it as a scam. 
at that point because that's what the news was presenting to me. And so um, I just remember thinking it was like an evil PayPal. That, that's that's at the time all my mind could think about was just kind of like digital payments. And so um, it wasn't until for me 2017 uh, that a friend um, told me like, hey, you know, Bitcoin uh, it's our chance and opportunity has already passed. It's three thousand dollars right now, so it's too. It's gone up too high, which is funny to think about now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that he had those thoughts because now that would seem like a great bargain. But he's like, "There's this new thing called Ethereum, and uh, they're building an alliance with Russia and I forget what other countries." And so that really is what got me first into crypto, just learning about the different blockchains. And um, yeah, like that's when I was like, "Oh." Bitcoin isn't bad. It's actually like really good. It's trying to yes. help people out by not letting, you know, governments dictate, you know, like we can just print money and you lose the value of what you have and um, it's secure. You don't have to trust banks. So it's just like, uh, it really, uh, I loved what it stood for and like what they were trying to do. And so, uh, yeah, I felt foolish for my first initial beliefs. Yeah, I think at that time, most of media would would say all the bad things about crypto, about Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, it, it really did. And even now, like they always try to, and I think it's just to get reactions. They just, you know, if they can think of anything negative, they try to jump on it to try to prove that it was, oh, it was always meant to be like a rug pull or something. But then whenever it's going high, then they start praising it because they're just following clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing good. <laughs> yeah, nothing good, nothing good. Um, so usually this next question I ask um, is, I think, um, a little harder because usually the protocols I talk to have nothing to do with Bitcoin. And so whenever I ask them, how do you guys feel that Bitcoin detects the crypto market? You know, usually it could be like they think it's good or it's a little mixed bag. But since you guys are working with Bitcoin, I feel like um, you probably feel the same in the way that we do, um, but I'll, I'll still ask you the question anyways is, how do you feel about Bitcoin in general? And do you think it's fair that it's the metric to measure all other cryptocurrencies? Yeah, um, this is, yeah, this is a good question. Um, I think like back in the early days, the, the answer would be a definite yes. Mm. Because Bitcoin, it is the first and also the most widely recognized cryptocurrency. So it definitely has paved the way for the entire crypto space. And it, it also brings te blockchain technology into more mainstream. And also decentralized, decentralized finance also has been part of the game changer. But... Uh, I think now we have seen, we have seen, and we're seeing the crypto, the whole crypto industry is growing with more use cases that we did not imagine before. And we're also seeing more, more different te technical innovations, which Bitcoin itself does, does not natively su support. So yeah. I think those differences can mean that yeah, we still can use Bitcoin as a benchmark for the market health and trends. But is it the only metric that we can use to value the potential <laughs> of all the cur currencies? I would say no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. So, yeah, it's a good starting off point. But, yeah, I don't think that um, 
yeah, that it can be truly be the one that we only use to measure everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, a little bit about myself. Um, I, okay, I told you I live here in Texas. Um, I was born and raised here. And, uh, but my ancestry, my parents, they're Hispanic. They're from El Salvador. And um, they came to the United States um, during a really hard time in the country's history. Um, they were going through a civil war. And, um, you know, like they saw things that nobody should see. Um, my mom would go to school and have to walk, like literally have to walk over dead bodies sometimes. Um, it was a really gruesome war. And so they got out of there as quickly as they could to try to build a family together and to just be safe. Um, so growing up, like I always heard, you know, these stories and um, I felt bad because like, we still had family back home. Um, that needed our support. Um, some of them were sick and the only way of surviving and living was the work that my parents would do here. And um, I remember like how hard it was on them, um, you know, just scraping by, uh, earning, you know, a few dollars here and there, and then having to try to send it back home to El Salvador. Um, the cost of fees was ridiculous. And so I, I remember like that being a big stress um, that, yeah. Like, since I was young, I was only, you know, like six, seven, eight. And I knew that that was something that was bad. Like I knew that fee, like immediately knew that fees were, that fees were bad. Um, and so when I learned about crypto and how it could give banking to anyone, um, how a transaction of me sending money back to my family, my friends could be literally pennies. Um, it, it hurt because I was like, man, it's too bad that this is coming out now. I was happy that it's coming out now, but it made me feel bad about, you know, how that affected my parents and other, um, people that go through this, uh, back then. And it made me wish that this would have been available for them back then, you know? And so, um, I just, um, wanted to, to see how you felt. Like, I, I know that, um, uh, our, there's a new president in El Salvador who's really changed things. It's a lot safer country now. And um, he has done something that um, was considered really controversial, especially if you hear the media back here in the United States and even their media uh, at home who's controlled by, um, you know, the top 1% and who don't like our president at all. Um, he made Bitcoin legal tender. And so for me, um, obviously, I'm happy that the country's doing better. But then I also think, is this what um, the vision for Bitcoin is? Was it meant to just be adopted by government, to be used like this by government? Or was it always to be separate from, you know, government separation of, of state? So um, just curious to see, um, you know, how do you feel about countries like El Salvador embracing Bitcoin blockchain technology like this? Do you think? it's uh it's good or do you think it's um it's kind of like a gray a gray area where uh we we don't really know the answer yet yeah thanks eric thanks for your your side out story about how you feel about a, a country that, that has adopted bitcoin as legal tender that's a very touching and good story um yeah, and I think, as you said, I think we don't really have an answer for that now, but 
in my view, the fact that El Salvador has adopted Bitcoin as legal tender, this this move is definitely pioneering and also empowering, empowering for the crypto community, um, because it's something that no country has done before, and it 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 possibly has also set the precedent for how cryptocurrencies can be integrated into the whole national economies. So, and, and this could potentially offer benefits like financial inclusion for people who don't even have have and um, have a bank account, and also it will maybe move move the global economy faster to attract to attract global cryptocurrency in, investment, and so that's I think can be the good side for a country. And to to think about having Bitcoin into its economy, but we also need to think about some of the questions with more broader implications for the global finance and also for the monetary policy in a country. Like, uh, like will they, like what 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 sh- what should a country do to to remain cautious? Due to the volatile crypto markets or the inherent risks that cryptocurrencies they have, so it's it's important to have answers to those questions, and then to think whether it's good or bad to have a country to for a country to make Bitcoin a a legal tender. But overall, I think it's. Definitely empowering for the whole crypto community to say that El Salvador have, has done this. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Like, I think overall it's going to be a good thing. There's definitely things that still need to be worked out and uh, and looked at, and you know, whenever this is all said and done, it'll look different. Um, but uh, I definitely think it's a good thing, especially because I think. Uh, if it's successful, which I really do hope that it's successful and um, and more countries do it, I think it helps there be regulation like in countries like, uh, you know, Great Britain, United States. I think seeing that uh, it's successful in these countries will kind of give uh, more pressure to countries like the United States, Great Britain to actually have regulations that are fair. And I think that with that, they know allow the space to really grow and to legitimacy. So um, I, I, that's my hope for it at, at the bare minimum is that it helps countries uh, come out with more regulation. And uh, I think it it will all be something that turns out to be good for everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely there should be some part of regulation. So we, we, can, we can move forward toward a better... Yeah, yeah, definitely to to a better future. Um, so usually I apologize to a protocol because all we've been doing is talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, you know, since Matt is also it. building up Bitcoin, <laughs> yeah, he enjoyed so it's it's nice. Yeah, I don't have to feel guilty. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, <laughs> um, so obviously we're here today to you know learn more about Map and to 
you know, officially announced to the community that we're integrated with one another. Um, and so I just want to, in case there's any new listeners, I want to let them know a little bit about Babylon. Uh, Babylon is building Cosmos SDK. Um, we provide two main things right now. We provide a timestamping feature, which is what Map Protocol has partnered up with us. Um, with that timestamping feature, what we do is we allow a protocol to timestamp onto Babylon and we timestamp into the Bitcoin blockchain, making it the most secure. That's the securest blockchain that exists. Um, and so uh, it takes away um, long range attacks as uh, something that a proof of stake chain has to fear. And um, it truly does give you that, that BTC security. And so um, we're really, really happy about um, you know being able to provide that, to be able to bring that to all these projects in the cosmos. And our, our vision, our future is to expand beyond the cosmos because if you're proof of stake, then you're always vulnerable to these type of long range attacks. Um, and we're also providing um, something that's going to come later on this year, which is uh, BTC staking. We're going to have our testnet um, happening here soon at the end of the year. Um, really excited about that, being able to provide um, economic security to, to blockchains. Um, it will allow blockchains to, whenever they have their governance token, to have better tokenomics whenever they come out. Um, so just really excited about what Babylon's doing and really excited about uh, partnering up with a lot of great um, um, protocols and, and networks here in the cosmos. Um, uh, Mapier is one of the 39 different blockchains that have integrated with us so far. And so we're just really, um, really proud and happy to have Map as one of our uh, partners. So I really want to thank you, Carrie, again for being here and for, um, you know, willing to talk to us. And I, I want to learn more about MAP and I'm sure the audience does too. So I'm really looking forward to, to shifting the focus to be solely on MAP right now. Cool. Thank you, Eric. And looking forward to the integration and also the Babylon's test, testing launch. And yeah, I'll, I'll share a bit of MAP protocol. And so now MAP protocol is a Bitcoin layer two, and it is also uh, peer-to-peer on-machine infrastructure built upon light, client, light clients and naked technology. It focuses on cross-chain in- interoperability. And now, as a Bitcoin layer 2, MAP protocol leverages the Bitcoin's netco- network security mechanism so that it can prevent the long-range attacks and then fur- further enhance its network security. It also aims to enhance the BRC20 assets liquidity and drive Bitcoin ecosystem growth by enabling other public chains like Ethereum and BNB chain Polygon and many other chains to interact with the Bitcoin network. Um, and we, ha- we now have BRC21, BRC. 201, which is a cross-chain ex- extension protocol to the BRC20 standard. And it was pu- published by the Map Protocol developer team in May this year. And it, this cross-chain standard is compatible with BRC20. So this means it can be used for BRC20 tokens 
question to the smart contracts smart contract supporting ch chains like ethereum bnb and near so that we can enable the integration of brc20 assets into DeFi and other financial scenarios and applications yeah that's thank uh, you for, for for giving us the, the 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 quick rundown i know you packed a lot there so we'll definitely unpack it um for for those in the audience um i know for me like I kept hearing, I felt like it was a buzzword, but it really is something powerful. Can you tell us uh, what Omnichain is for those who don't, who don't know? Yeah. So I'll explain it in the, in, as simple as possible. So Omnichain, so we have, <laughs> before I'll talk about what we, I'll, I'll uh, simply explain what it is single, single chain and then multi chain and then Omnichain. Single chain is the, the, Transactions only live on one chain, such as which which we have Ethereum, BNB, and Polygon. Those they are what they are. Each of them are separate, and they have their their ledger own consensus. They have their own algorithms, and they those transactions they only live on um on one one chain. But if the if if I have I want to have a transaction. Uh, I, I want to have. I, I want to move my assets on Ethereum to BNB chain. That means I need to go through multiple chain. So that's where multi chain comes in. It's it, it it's also where cross chain comes in. You need to move what your assets assets A from chain A to assets to chain B. Um, and and to get the the assets you want on chain B, so that's cross chain and multi chain. But only chain is the idea that we want you we want we want to connect as many chains as possible. But in a way that you will you can barely feel that you are doing the act of cross chain. We you 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 are you will. Have, you, you won't feel that you have to go through multiple question bridging steps, but you just move the assets on chain one to get the assets you want on chain B. That's the idea of Omnichain, to connect as many chains as possible and then to connect in a way that you don't even, users don't have to to go through many complex bridging steps and developers they can just um put their their dApps on the on one chain and then get the cross chain capability right from the start when they are de deploying and using our infrastructure so that they don't have to uh deploy on ethereum and then deploy on bnb chain they have to do they can save all the complex steps and just by deploying on our chain or using our infrastructure, and then they will get this cross-chain capability. Thank you. That was actually a great explanation because um, I think it really signals like the difficulty that we have right now is that it can be so complex whenever you have to, you know, you have two different chains talking to each other. 
um, you have to, you know, approve a gas fee in one and then approve and then bridge it over and then approve another gas fee. And it makes it really complicated. So I definitely think omnichains are the future. Whenever everything is seamless, it's going to be the best thing, I think, for adoption. And so um, having Matt Protocol be that, you know, is, I think, only good. It can Only good can come of that. Um, so th- and thank you for that uh, really good explanation for those of, in the audience that might have not known what that was. Carrie, I, I, I did. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think you broke up a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I say it's good to clarify the concepts before we talk a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so could you tell me a little bit about the origin of MAP? Like, uh, you know, how long has a company existed? Uh, who the founders are? Like, did they initially know exactly um, what they wanted to create? Um, just a little bit about the backstory of MAP. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, MAP protocol was founded in 2019. So it was a time when cross-chain was, was the topic. Question bridges were the big topic. And at the time, Polkadot and Cosmos, they got lots of popularity because, because of their innovation on question solutions. And at the time, uh, we, we, were, we, we were just doing our research and thinking about also doing a question solution, but we don't have the exact idea of what we want to build. And then in our research, we, we, we noticed and we we found that the cross-stream ability in Polkadot and Cosmos um, was more was kind of limited because they only connect their the chains in their ecosystems. The chains in inside their ecosystem cannot connect with with Ethereum or other chains. But but we think if you like if if you uh, want want to have the cross-chain, cross-chain capability, you want to connect to as many chains as possible, not just the chains inside of the ecosystem. So we want to build a solution that can connect different chains and deliver this omni-chain solution that is also like Polkadot and Cosmos, that, that is trustless and truly decentralized. So we went on developing also doing ongoing research and lots of trials with the light clients technology and finally had our mainnet launch last year in August 2022. And now we have connected to Ethereum, BNB chain, Polygon, Clayton, Near, and Conflux. So that's a little story about how Math Protocol <laughs> get it. Yeah, no, that that's um, so great, and it's so awesome. All these different protocols that you have already connected to. Um, so, I I imagine it wasn't always easy to do what you're doing. Could you tell us a little bit of like the struggles or hurdles that Matt Protocol has had to overcome? Yeah, so I think the major hurdle for Matt Protocol uh, is about its technical development. Because as an omnichain layer, we want to connect as many blockchains as possible so that the dApps, they can increase their user reach and grow exponentially. But 
connecting to as many chains as possible is difficult be because there are consensus and also they have they have different smart contracts and also cryptography those differences they add up and bring very challenging challenging issues to the engineering side um and another another issue is that we we want to the question solution as decentralized as possible so that it's like the bitcoin network which is peer-to-peer -peer without any trusted third parties so that's what we want to deliver but this further compounds the whole difficulty so but but we still hold our commitment to decentralization and to only to chain connect as why the wide chain connectivity so we have done our research in the four years we have done lots of trials and errors and then finally comes up with with a three-layer design aspect which has the protocol the omni chain service layer and the application layer and the cross-chain capability was specifically is specifically in the protocol layer so in the protocol layer we have map relation and it deals with the challenges brought by the brought by the different consensus different algorithms and with this dedicated chain the difficulty of deploying the light clients to other different chains is min minimized and then the construction of math relation also adopts the thin protocol methodology to simplify the whole light clients light clients construction on all the connected chains and and the, the another technical difficulty we had was to to reduce the cost for the cost for light clients verification because for a for for the whole net light clients network to verify in a pure peer-to-peer -peer way in a truly decentralized way it will it, it will cost lots of gas gas fees which would make the whole cross-chain solution unusable because that the gas fee was it would be too high so we then had another engineering scientist join us and try to implement the zk technology to simplify and to reduce the verification costs which uh, is, is now successful and so we now have live clients and zk technology as our verification foundation and this 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 foundation ensures that we can do the cross-chain verification in a decentralized trustless and peer-to-peer -peer way and also do this in a at a minimum cost yeah no that, that's so important and it actually um kind of reminded me of like an issue that uh, Babylon came um, on a couple months back. It was more than a couple months. Uh, whenever like ordinals got extremely popular and, and it was new on the scene, 
the network congestion on Bitcoin was insane. Like the gas fees went up like crazy and it got really expensive to do the, our time stamping. And so our, our team um, <laughs> had to like find a way of, uh, of making it work. And so whenever you, you come up with those, th- those challenges, I think it really like, you know, um, makes the team have to kind of think differently and try to think of different solutions. So um, it's so great that you guys have figured out a way of, you know, using light clients and um, SDK to, to kind of find the workaround through that, because I, I know that that could be something that's really nerve wracking. But if the cost is too high. Uh, Carrie, I don't know if it's just me, but um, you, you broke up for me. Okay. Yeah, it seems like we just uh, lost you for a second here. So I'll give you a second to jump back on. But um, as we were saying, yeah, that um, whenever you come against those uh, issues of connecting different protocols and you come up with the gas fees, that part is, is tough. So hopefully um, we give you a chance here to jump, jump back on. Carrie, welcome back. Hopefully it's connecting. Oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry, my internet. Hey, you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My internet was up. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just talking and then say it's loading, it's connecting. So <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like the best part that you had been talking about and we missed out. <laughs> I think I was, I was just, I was saying, oh, I was saying like, uh, when we find a solution, but when, but if the solution will cause will cost lots of fees on the user side, we have to, we often have to do, re- redo the whole process to make it usable. I think I, I think I can hear your background, so maybe it's connected better now. Yeah, I can hear you now. I lost you for a okay. moment. <laughs> there we go, now we're back. Back to yeah. our program show. <laughs> did, did you ask a question? This I didn't hear. Is what it makes a map unique. Oh, oh, thanks, thanks. I can I can hear you now. Yeah, uh, I think there are two things that makes Map Protocol unique. Um, the first thing is is omnichain technology that is trustless and peer to peer, because the most crucial part of question communication is to verify the validity of a question message, and that there are lots of question solutions. And many of them will choose to use a centralized solution, which can, which of course simplifies the whole chain chain connectivity process. They can easily connect to different chains using the centralized solution. But this will oftentimes lead to unwanted security issues. And I think lots of, Especially last year, lots of bridges were hacked because of their centralized solution. And MapProgo, on the other hand, chose to deliver this decentralized and trustless question solution. And like client's verification is the key. And from from the very first line of line of code, MapProgo. Embodies, embodies the Satoshi's peer-to-peer, no third, pa- no third party philosophy, and, and has now refactored the live clients with ZK technology to 
make the whole verification network as cost efficiently as possible. And then the second uniqueness about MapProcall is now is that now it's it's also serving as a Bitcoin yeah, layer um, two. I think so. What uh, Babylon uh, be all on chain, uh, no bridging, no third party. Um, it's truly trustless staking. So um, it's so. It's a... Hi, can can you hear me now? Mic check one two three. Hey, Karen. Can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you now. Sorry, I think I lost you guys again. No, I think it's uh, now an issue on Eric's end. On Eric's end. I am Spiros. Oh, hi. So I'll, I'll just continue with, with the, my... my Eric, can my, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Seems like I'm also Eric? having some, uh, some technical difficulties. Internet issue. Okay. Okay, I'll, con I'll continue the question for to explain the map protocol's uniqueness. And the second uniqueness, I think, is now it's serving as a Bitcoin layer 2, which will leverage the Bitcoin network's security to strengthen the security of map relation, which is a POS chain. And we, and we know that POS chain would possibly have a a risk that's called long-range attack. And map protocol will, as, as a Bitcoin layer two, will expand the whole Bitcoin ecosystem to make trading experiences more, more easily for the BRC20 community. Very sorry about that. Looks like <laughs> Eric got some technical issue. Okay, can you hear me? We will wait. Can you hear me now, Carrie? It's connecting. Hey, Carrie, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, sorry about that. Looks like I'm also experiencing some some issues. So we'll we'll, we'll try to wrap this up quickly. Thank you for, um, you know, going along. Uh, were you able to talk about what's in store for Map Protocol? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So Map and now as a Bitcoin Layer Two network, as well as a peer-to-peer -peer interoperable omission network that's focused on crushing interoperability. MapRocal now hopes that more innovative Bitcoin scaling and interoperability solutions will emerge. So the that Toshi Nakamoto's vision of decentralization will become a reality. And now we 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 will count developers to develop apps within the Bitcoin ecosystem, and we will provide support for those developers and projects. And we will have announcements later about this, I think, on Twitter. So if you have not followed us on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter and to know about our latest announcements on this. Thank you. Which was going to be my next question was like, how can people in the audience get more involved and definitely following you on social media uh, like Twitter and um, do you guys have Telegram or Discord that they could also uh, follow you in? Yeah, you, we, you can follow us on Twitter, which is the account that is speaking right now. You can also go to our website. Also click on our Twitter profile. We have our website there. Go into our website and then you will find the Telegram group as well as the 
the MapDAO, which is a Discord community, but it's totally based and developed by the community where you can get involved and also put in, maybe get paid for your contribution there. So check our Twitter account and also our website. Well, that's pretty exciting that um, you offer some actual incentives for, you know, for people participating. So hopefully they take you up on that and, and uh, become a part of the MAP protocol community. Yeah, yeah. that would be, that would be great. <laughs> so Carrie, I, I want to thank you for doing the space. We both uh, had to go through a few technical difficulties, but I really loved you know, that we got to talk and we got to you know, talk a little bit more and learn more about MAP protocol. So just thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Thank you for hosting this session. It's really nice talking to you, and hope to see you at some at one of the conferences. Yeah, let's let's not ignore each other this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, we, we we should meet. Yeah, we will definitely meet. So again, thank you for uh, for joining me in the space, and uh, hopefully we get to do another space in the future. Maybe we'll have stronger internet then. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, it was really lovely talking to you. Yeah, and it's very nice to talk talk to you too and thank you all thank you for joining this session yep thank you everyone yep. Until have a nice next day time, make sure you follow matt protocol make sure that you um you know you follow along with what they're doing um see everyone next time goodbye everyone Bye bye. Have a nice day. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of pain. Mitts red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological. Bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt 
We rave him under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.